Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the My Taught You podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 18th, 2017. Um, I am actually homesick today. Look at me, homesick and um, working. Well, not really. This is, I don't consider this work, but I hurt my back. So I had a pinched nerve in my back and it hurt so bad that um, I could like it hurt to cough or sneeze. And with these allergies, um, I just really wanted to be outside of my body. For those of you that experience immense back pain and live with it, like you, like I feel for you. I said that I was like, wow, I don't know um, how people can live with this pain. Uh, so I am home today because I am supposed to be taking it easy. Um, but this is how life works, right? It's like I email my team, I take the day off and, um, I got some work done on my back, but even when I woke up this morning, I felt better. Uh, I took some, um, anti-inflammatory and I put some heat and I did a massage and I felt better. So I said, you know what? I am going to talk with my crew before uh, I head out to my appointment. Uh, for those of you who don't know who I am, I am my leak and I um, I own a subscription service, curlbox.com. It is a monthly service for people who have naturally curly hair um, products delivered to your doorstep. Uh, this is an exclusive service. So you have to sign up on our email news letter list to find out when we open. So that's what I do as a day job. That's what I do for those of you that that are like, who does she think she is to be talking to me about what I need to be doing? <laughs> anyway, since I was home today, I went on my Facebook uh, page. If you're not on the My Taught You Facebook, please sign up because I'd love it if you um, sent questions there too. But I went on the Facebook, I went on my Twitter, um, and I even went into my My Taught You email inbox. Um, and I just pulled together a crazy cornucopia of questions today uh, that I'm just going to answer off the dome. So I hope you guys enjoy this quick and dirty Q&A podcast. Uh, first question. I re- I recently re-listened, why is that so? I recently re-listened to your podcast, Maintaining Momentum, and you mentioned leaving behind our old selves and the lies and limits we put on ourselves in order to become a better version of ourselves. Girl, a lot of selves in that sentence. Um, How did you go about ridding yourself of lies and limitations, if you had any at all? When did it become visceral and how did it manifest itself when you realize you'd finally freed yourself of those limitations or are you constantly working on it daily? Thank you so much for all that you do. I truly cannot express how much you have changed the landscape of my life. My entire world has opened up since listening to your podcast. You are truly a treasure. Thank you, ma'am. I really appreciate it. So I felt like this was a great question. Um, I am very conscious of my feelings. Um, many people that know me, um, have often referred to me as self-aware um, and believe it or not, I crave honest feedback. I know that a lot of people, it's so easy to always want to hear things that make us feel good, right? It's addictive. It's like, I want to be told I'm great. Like even when I read that, thank you so much for all that you do. Like I was like, oh, that feels so good. Um, there are times, you know, when I want honest feedback. And I think sometimes 
people think they're giving you honest feedback when they're giving you sort of just like criticism. So people can criticize like, let's just say you don't necessarily like the way I put together my outfit. You personally don't like it. That's your critique. But maybe honest feedback is that for what I'm trying to sell or portray, the skirt length is too short for that, right? So it's like, not like you just don't like short skirts, but because you know that I'm going to an interview, you're letting me know that the skirt is too short. And I hope that's making sense of like understanding. Um, I'm sorry, that's my email because you know I'm at home. It's like understanding criticism and then getting true, honest feedback. Um, some of the early work that I have done on myself was to simply ask friends and people I um, respect based on what they know about me, what could I do to be better at? fill in the blank, right? Um, Who do you know that is the best dressed person? I'd ask that person what they thought you could do to enhance your wardrobe, right? And so that's pretty much what I have done. Um, I look at the person who I felt communicated the best and ask them how they got to the point where they were comfortable doing this. Um, I ask a lot of questions, but not in an annoying way. At least I don't think it is. Um, and I'm careful not to wear one person down on one topic. And I've just gotten that from my mom. Like, I just think, uh, being younger, she would be like, okay, that's enough. That's enough questions for Miss So-and-so, you know, so just always being conscious or cognizant of people's times. Um, sub or unconsciously, we tend to go around believing that certain things are for certain people, right? So when you start talking about the sort of lies we tell ourselves or the limits that we put on our lives, um, and, and you can think of it very simply, there are certain stores, right? So when you go to the mall, you know that maybe a Saks or a Neiman Marcus is supposed to be for people who are wealthy or have more money based on sort of what their price tags go up to, what their price limits are, right? And then we think some other stores, like maybe a Dollar General or a 99 cent store or something like that, we we place this feeling of like certain people shop at certain stores and that's just sort of a societal and personal pressure that we put on ourselves. So an exercise that I would do very often is go places that I believed I didn't belong. Like it doesn't matter what the balance of my bank account is. I'm walking through Saks and Neiman's and 99 cents and general dollar all the same. I am my leak teal, my leak teal belongs everywhere. And it's sort of like doing this work on myself to remind myself where I belong and that there are no limits and to do away with what I think, how I think people are looking at me, right? And I think that we feel insecure because maybe we know what's in our bank account and we're walking around and we're like, she knows that I don't have it, but it's like, she doesn't know. She doesn't know and he does he doesn't know and it's not their business and you just have to walk around and do that. And what I have found by doing that is that it helped me sort of work to manifest more in my life, right? So I started to be able to force myself to get comfortable with certain things. Like I should not be afraid of this. I should not avoid going places because maybe it costs this or that. Uh, when I did this internship, uh, senior year of college, 
I did an internship and I was working um, in the Calvin Klein offices uh, in the Trump Towers. This was a long time ago um, on the be- on the beauty side of their business. And there was only one other um, black woman that worked on this whole entire floor. She was the secretary to the president and she was an older woman, I would say. When I was younger, I didn't really know ages. So she probably was 50. Back then, I probably thought she was like 60 or 70. But now that I'm aging myself, I'm like, she probably wasn't that old. So let's just say she was 50. So before my internship ended, she was like, my leak, I want to spend a day after work with you. I want to take you. um, We're going to start downtown and then end uptown. And this was in New York. And I believe uptown is Harlem. Don't beat me up, New Yorkers. But I think that's right. Um, and so one day after work and and everything was her treat. And so, and I mean, this woman was just beautiful and stylish, like Chanel flats every day, like just fly. And we uh, met up after work and we went to the four seasons for cosmopolitans, which I had never had a cosmopolitan before, but I remember looking at the bill and I think we had two each and they were, the bill came out to like $112. So they were like around $25 each. And I just, I just remember being like, dang, you know, so we're in there and she's talking, we're talking, we're having a good time. And I remember I had never, I don't think I had ever been in a four seasons before. And I definitely had never sat at the bar and I had definitely never had a $25 cocktail, but that experience was just like, you you belong here this is what you can do whatever you want to do um and then after that we caught the bus uh to Harlem to Sylvia's for soul food so caught the bus hoofed it uh went uptown had some soul food and just it was just a really wonderful way for her to show me that I can do and be whatever I want to be in this life and it's really up to me you know it's my job to decide uh, what works for me not to just walk around being a statistic not just going places that other people think I should go and not just doing things that other people people think I should do based on you know where I'm from or what I look like or who they think I am so that stuff is uh, really personal to me um, is really important to me I'm sorry so I'm not exactly sure when the personal work began Uh, but I can remember being this way probably as long as I've been an adult, I've struggled in some areas in worthiness of love and commitment. Um, and I've told you ad nauseum that I have gotten professional help in that realm. Um, I had to undo a lot of lies that I had experienced in order to live my truth. Um, just because I may have seen this or someone may have done that doesn't mean that I am relegated to a life of BS and drama, right? What do I want? What do I believe? And how do I manifest that? That became really important to me about four years ago. Um, I just got sick of being on a roller coaster or not even a roller coaster, a merry-go-round of the same thing. It's like, how am I, um, how is it that I have the same story, 2012, 2013, 2014, different characters, but I'm still in the same book, right? Um, so this is what I realized. I found that for me, I simply cannot entertain anything 
that doesn't look like what I'm truly interested in, right? I'm not talking about close to 98%, almost there, next year he's going to be. If you're not where you need to be today, (laughs) I cannot entertain anything that's not what I'm truly interested in. So if I say that I want to be with someone that's honest, if that person doesn't feel honest to me, I need to politely remove myself from the situation. I don't need to run an analysis. I don't need to wait and see. I don't need to give it till Christmas. Today, I'm not feeling you. Today, we are done. And that's just what I have to do for myself. And listen, everybody does different things, but you asked me the question. So that's just how I feel. So I'm no longer in a place where I care to make the time for someone to come around. That's my personal thing. I am no longer in a place where I care to make the time for someone to come around. That's just not my deal. Um, You have to be fully formed in this stage of life. It's not that I'm perfect, but I've done a lot of work to be a fully functioning and well-balanced partner, teammate, all that stuff. So I'm looking for that and nothing short of that. Um, Every single time that I've settled for anything less, I end up with less than I would have even accepted in the first place. And it's just a massive headache, right? Um, The same thing goes for work. I know what kind of work I want to do and I know how I want to do it. And just because something comes through that sounds good doesn't mean that it is a good fit for me. So set your guidelines and work from there. And I would say be stringent until you get to a place where you feel good about where you are. So I say be flexible only when you're damn near close to exactly how you want to live, you know? Um, if you feel like your whole world and your whole scene and everything is, is just out of whack, then you just really can't afford to be flexible. And that's just really just what it is, you know? And sometimes it's like, oh, well, this person's a really nice person. It's like, they may actually be. And I've struggled with that as well. It's like, you are a completely fine human being, just not fine for what I need in my life at this time. And I'm very sorry. Right. I just can't afford to waste, you know, any more time. Like I told y'all about that, um, merry-go-round, like I've already done like a decade on the same merry-go-round. I owe it to myself to step off. So um, hopefully that helped. (laughs) Hopefully that helps. And hopefully you step off the merry-go-round too. Next question. How do you stay on the grind during the summer months? Um, Staying productive and efficient as you travel and do more things. And that was a Twitter question. Um, Funny enough, I don't really get a summer. I think summer is something that we learned in school and have attempted to like apply to our adult lives. And unless you're maybe a school teacher, I don't think many of us get a summer. Maybe you do. Um, You have to learn to stretch your summer out over the year. Um, No one can really afford to be unproductive from June to August. Maybe they can be. And that person is currently writing a book that we were we will all be purchasing very soon. But as it stands today for me, not um, not reality. So I say figure out a way to do things that you enjoy all year long. Um, I pad a lot of teeny tiny summer vacations and celebrations throughout my life. Just this past weekend, I went to the beach for a day and a half. Um, I can't really do a full week at this time, but it was my own little slice of summer so that when the summer months come by and, you know, I see everybody doing everything. I know that I've had a little slice of summer in April, you know, maybe a little slice in May, uh, squeeze something in, in, you know, top of June, but I can't, um, where I'm at right now, I can't really do a full full week or two weeks um, or even a month I, I I look forward to the day just not there yet 
Um, if you're going to take longer breaks, schedule a little time to do a few things so you don't feel behind. So I took the day off yesterday. But for my sanity, I took two hours in the morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. and cleared my inbox of urgent things. I still had the entire day off. You think nine until the end of the day. So I said it won't hurt me to just get a little bit done. So schedule time to do important things while you're on the break and that way you don't feel um, so behind. Uh, Next question is, how do you deal with feelings of burnout? Um, When I get burned out, I go to the spa. Steam, deep breaths, and a massage have a way of making me feel better. Um, If it's more than that, meaning, you know, I'm experiencing more burnout, I take a trip that will force me off of my phone. I find that me staying deeply engaged tends to, especially with the phone and checking up with things and checking email and texting and constantly being available, doesn't really do me a ton of good. So um, I take a trip that forces me off my phone. Road trips are really good uh, for that. And um, going out of the country. Now, let me just tell you how life is going to do me because I decided that I want to do a podcast. They are doing all of the landscape in my neighborhood. Now they have not done a single thing and I don't know how long, but today everybody is here hacking down the tree. So I'm sorry, y'all. Um, anyway, I take breaks when I get tired. The thing is with me, I just typically don't stay tired, tired. Okay. Sorry, you guys. I was trying to move and I disconnected. Um, but I'm back. So, uh, I'm going to basically I was saying that I take breaks, but I don't like I I guess rejuvenate rather quickly. So I'll scream and cry that I'm burned out. Um, I'll take a break. I'll take a day off. And like halfway through that day, I'll feel like I want to get stuff done because I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. Um, Next question. Do you ever get scared of being in a place where you are not financially independent? If so, how do you fight such fears? Um, I wouldn't say scared, but there have been times when I was younger when I worried about being able to fully take care of myself. I can't remember exactly when it happened, but it hit me that a job and salary were just a way that I could make money, not the only way. Um, I realized that I can make more than a salary if I did more things in my time away from work. So I do podcasts mostly outside of work hours. I'm doing them during because I'm technically off today, but I mostly do my podcasts outside of my work hours. And after four years of doing them consistently, I was thrown a few checks, which totaled more than my first two years of salary out of college. Um, I can babysit. I can braid. I can transcribe. I can dog walk. I can do so many things to take care of myself. It's just going to take some time. Um, You don't have to do it every day, but you do it for a little bit to stack some dough. Work at the mall part time for four or five months and save that money. That's your rainy day cushion. Don't wait until you hit a hard time to prepare for the hard time. Work in the sun so you're prepared for the rain. Work when you are in a good mood. Work when you feel it so that when you're when you're off, you've got some money stacked up. Uh, final question, which I thought was pretty funny. This was on my Facebook. Picking the right shoes. When you feel pressured to wear heels to an event but know you need to mingle and walk around, what do you do? So I said pressured by who? Myself? That's the only person that can really pressure me into wearing a certain type of shoe. So this is my rule. 
I wear heels to events that are seated, like, you know, maybe cocktail then to dinner. If I'm expected to stand all night, you're going to get these flats. I have a lot of cute flats. Um, Gucci is my favorite uh, flat on the high end. And I would say Sam Edelman or even Zara uh, on the lower end, if you will. So I hope that you guys enjoy that. You can always hit me up at mytaughtyou at gmail.com. Have a good day.